Smoking a bong, singing a song, doodly doo. I'm going to play with my ding dong. Hey, nope, that's probably not going to be the new entrance either. Although that was much more enjoyable than some of the other entrances that I've had. Welcome to the show. The show is called The Stone Genius, the podcast. I'm still working with that. I still think that it needs to be identified as the podcast so someone does not tune into this thinking this is some sort of offshoot of my OnlyFans channel and they're going to get to see something amazing. Do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do. Hey, I don't even know if I can sing those songs because those may be notes that I've heard before and not just some random melody that I'm singing. So the reason I bring that up is I saw yesterday, which would be early April 2022, Ed Sheeran something about there was a lawsuit that he could finally talk about. And he mentions in it, and I've often thought this, there are not that many notes, chords, available and with the amount of music that's being made I would just find there to be similarity at some point and if you go hmm I don't think so try watching porn at some point there is quite a bit of similarity between all of them whether it is a pizza delivery based porno or a doctor's office, hospital slash nurse doctor porno, they are all going to converge and be very similar. While not the same, they're going to be very similar. So I could understand how songs would do that. I'm surprised that, and I thought this back in like the 70s, because, you know, I'm a genius, so I'm thinking shit like this back in the 70s. I was like, What happens if they run out of song? That as a child is what my, that was the questions that I would ask. What if they run out of songs? Just meaning, how about if you can no longer arrange notes in a way that is decidedly different than the way someone's done it in the past? So... Hey, society. I haven't been talking about the society later. I feel like I'm not going to say it's a hit squad that's following me from the society, but there are some nerds that are following me, I believe. It's either... I, I think that is what the problem is. So I have not said much to the society because... That would be a horrible way to go out. A whole bunch of nerds. Hey, tying into yesterday's show, and also I should... Let me try to get some things out of the way that I usually wait till the end of the show. I'm going to try to do it real fast. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for sharing the show, talking about the show. Whatever you're doing, thank you. It is much appreciated. It is much appreciated... Because this, I shared with Bobby just a graph of and the numbers of what's been going on. And right after I transitioned shows from talking Tampa Bay sports with Roe to the Stone Genius, there was a huge drop-off in the numbers, which is fine. The numbers were not that great with talking Tampa Bay sports. I didn't have consistency. There were a lot of issues. It was just hard for me. This, I I can do a show five days a week at an hour plus, and it's a breeze. I have no problem with that. That show was much more difficult. So I know because I've heard from a few of you that you stayed on and continued with this show, and I appreciate it, but there's a, a huge drop-off that week or so after the transition, and it has... I wish that our 401k, I wish that anything that I wish to be better in my life look like this graph. 
and that's due to you all, the listeners, and thanks for sharing. Try to talk about me to be a stone genius evangel. Talk about this show to at least one person, new person a day. I know people don't have time to listen to podcasts. I don't even have time to listen to my own podcast, so I get it, but I appreciate it. Anyway, I usually throw that on at the end of the show, an hour plus end of the show, and so I apologize. So I want to thank you all in advance for allowing me to do something that I very much enjoy. And I'm talking about the podcast, not masturbating, because I very much enjoy masturbating, but I do not need your permission to do that. Unless that's some weird thing that you want to do on my OnlyFans, if you need to give me permission to masturbate or something, and there's a huge dollar amount involved in it, totally. You can you can tell me when I can jerk it, jerk it, jerk it. I want to apologize for getting the uh, show out, Thursday's show out late. My OCD forces me to check each morning if the shows have appeared. Like Monday's show uh, for Bobby and I. I had done all of the uploading. I just hadn't set a time for it I had put everything in for our show forgot so I I came home at lunch on Monday and uploaded our show and that's things that if you're expecting something at a certain time not that you're expecting this but say you're bored on your way into work or whatever you're doing on Monday and it doesn't have to be this show you're just looking forward to something and it doesn't happen till later I understand. You're probably in a bad mood the rest of the day. Probably makes you want to go slap people that talk about your baldness. Oh, hold on. I didn't really need that. So I watched the John Oliver show last week tonight with John Oliver. I watch it on HBO Max. I can believe I believe it's pretty much everywhere, including YouTube. And it was just funny because he was talking about trucking and he talked about a TV show that I love and I talk about, I sing the theme to it, I will hum the theme to it, BJ and the Bear. And he mentioned it and he does a great... Now, back then when there would be a promo for something, like a movie now you can get the gist of the movie from the trailer. Back then, they felt like they needed to do a voiceover. Like, they couldn't edit the trailer in an efficient way that you could say, oh, I understand from this two minutes what this movie's about. And maybe that's because there's more talk and chatter and the internet, so there's... uh, People are doing their own voiceovers, maybe. But in the comment section or whatever else. So I don't, but it was funny because when he showed it, I didn't remember from the trailer for the TV show, the commercial for the TV show is Casey Kasem, which, you know, Casey Kasem's voice, very distinctive. He did it. But BJ and the Bear was about a trucker who had a chimpanzee and they got into all sorts of shit. And the theme song is great. I'm rolling down to Dallas. My wheels provide my palace. I'm off to New Orleans or who knows where. I also don't understand why Bear, like, like, Dakota is our dog's name, but I don't call her the Dakota. So Bear is the chimpanzee's name, but it's BJ and the Bear. Unless I am Medela affecting that, which when you jump between parallel universes, that can happen. I don't think it's called BJ and Bear. It was BJ and the Bear, but the Bear was not a bear. It was a chimpanzee named Bear. That'd be like Roe and the Bobby. Bobby and the Roe. Actually, that Bobby and the Stone Genius. See, now that fits. But the Bear did not fit. Do you know one of the best things that uh, 
PJ thought about driving a truck and doing everything he did? The best thing that he thought, because he says in his theme song, best of all, I don't have to pay property tax because he just lives in that truck. Such a good theme. Such a good. And don't think just because John Oliver talked about this. He probably heard about me talk about it in the past and said, I should bring this up to be as popular to to latch on to the Stone Genius growing audience, I believe that I need to talk about Greg Evigan. So Greg Evigan is who was BJ. And he did many other shows. The only other one that I could name offhand was My Two Dads, which wouldn't seem like an odd show now. In the 80s, a show about a girl being raised by two dads, they weren't gay because it was the 80s. We're not going that far. Hello. It was the the mom of the girl did it. I don't know. I'm not sure it made it a lot better. It was something that the mom didn't know which one was the father. There wasn't, I don't think, DNA testing now. I mean, then. I know there is now. But back then, I don't. So... So they weren't gay, they just were forced to cohabitate to raise a daughter that they were unsure which one was biologically there. So the two stars were Greg Evigan and Paul Reiser, which Paul Reiser went on to do many things, not lately, but many things, and then Greg Evigan has a fan page on Facebook as of a few years ago, last time I was on there. I think I joined the fan page after I started my podcast. So it would have been last summer because my hope and dreams would have been to one day have Mr. Evigan on the show. Because I believe that the bear is no longer around. I do not know that for a fact. I do not know the lifespan of a standard chimp. And I feel bad that I'm terming that, because someone will probably reach out and be like, that was not a standard chimp. There was nothing standard about BJ. Which is also the same in in porn. Most BJs, while similar, are different. So is it like songs? Can you say, oh, that's just a BJ? Or, eh. I can see how that's different. Like a swirl of the tongue. That would make it different. BJ McCain, this is my best friend, Bear. And that is telling you something about his life. His best friend is a chimp named, B, uh, and, uh, named Bear. The Bear, perhaps. Maybe that's his name. Like the stone genius, maybe... His name is The Bear. I don't know whether it's ever explained. I didn't think that I would spend five minutes talking about. I always knew I would talk about BJ's for five minutes, and I'm not talking Greg Evigan BJ's from BJ and The Bear. I'm just talking blowjobs. I don't know why I had to whisper that. If you're listening to the show, you're going to assume at some point sex is going to come up. Or my, at the very least, my butthole is going to come up. Up in the air. So I started thinking about, and when I saw this with John Oliver and he mentioned that, then he does mention that that was the golden age of TV, like 79, 80, which it was. That's, I was trying to think about, I, I was not much of a TV watcher, which if you ask my parents, I think they would disagree. And the only reason I think they would disagree is because they were, this time frame was just getting into the point where they felt like they could stick people in front of TVs to distract them. As much as they didn't want that to be the case and they would say, oh, you can't spend all day doing that, they would, they were finding that as the busier their lives got as human beings, the more advantageous it was to take your younglin 
and stick them in front of a television. A boob tube, it was called back then. Because you liked boobies. Is that not? That's, that's, I, my dog is looking at me and telling me that is not why it's called the boob tube. Because you'd turn into a boob. Which, if I'm thinking about it, I would think that was good. And see, that's where I would get distracted. Like, if I would have been in a verbal sparring match with someone that wanted to meet on the corner to fight, and they said, well, you're a boob, I would take it as a compliment because I would be like, well, I like boobs. I'm doing everything at this point. Like, as a 12-year-old, I've already talked about my affinity for breast from our talk about the videos that I watched in our library when I was like in second grade, second through sixth grade. And I, and I, it cannot be understated how often I watch those videos. See, that's where the motivation is. The motivation with me, like my parents have always, everything's always been related to money. Like even when I talk about my podcast, it always has to be, that they think I'm in inter- So first of all, when I started talking about my podcast and I was talking about interviews, they thought I was interviewing for jobs. So it was very difficult for them to understand even the concept. I think the way I finally explained it is I started going, so here's the deal, see, I'm on the radio show and people tune in to me daily and they hear about me and I talk about all the daily news. Catch up with what happened overnight with me, Rodney. And then they're like, oh, we get it now. So everything is, do you make money off that? Can you make more money off that? Oh, you lost money on that. Because everything, they believe that money is always the carrot. They hated my very first Jeep that I got. I just turned 20, I think, 21. I had it while I was 21. I thought I think I bought it the summer before. I actually take that back. I did buy it the summer before I was 21. And I my parents, my dad especially hated Jeeps. Don't know why. I don't know if it was an army thing. I don't know if. And I mean by army thing that with his generation, you know, I think that a, a Jeep was because they were transitioning into civilian general population during his lifespan, so I think he always thought of it more as a military vehicle and not as a drive-slow-look-good vehicle, because that's what it was for me. I'm not four-wheeling. I mean, I did, but that was not my desire. My desire was to have my beautiful long locks, which I had at the time, blow in the wind when I had the top off. Ah. And so then that led, I had Jeeps, and I got rid of Jeeps, and I had Jeep skin for another 20-plus years, and now I'm I will have a Jeep again, but it'll only be as a third car. Or unless, Jeep, you're listening, you can sponsor the show. I would love that. Not sure why I went back to the old-timey voice, but I did. So everything's tied into money with my parents. I don't know where I was going with that. Somewhere, because I was going to talk about the TV shows. So I just remember, oh, I do remember where I was going with that. Hmm. I'm doing better at this remembering thing. Maybe it's the strain that I'm doing. I don't even know what strain I'm smoking right now. That's where I am at this point. Meh. What are you smoking? Meh. Indica? I don't know. Sativa? Don't think so. Hybrid? Probably. I don't know. I honestly don't know. But I used to get sat down in front of TVs, and I remember watching Happy Days. And I... I don't remember whether I liked it or disliked it. I think I was enamored with people inside a little box. I think I was more enamored with what the process of what I was watching than maybe what I was watching. But I started thinking about it like, did I watch Happy Days because I wanted to? Like right now... There are very specific things that I will watch, very specific things Bobby will watch, and very specific things that we'll watch together. So it's like I'm watching uh, 
stuff. She's watching Bridgerton, which I'm going to get to later, and then we watch porn together. So basically what I'm saying with Bobby, she's either watching Bridgerton, which was porn, and we're going to talk about how it's not any longer, and then or we'll watch just like regular porn. I'm just kidding. We do not watch porn together. I'm just kidding. I just, I, I don't know. I joke about it all the time. So if you ever go to the hospital, you will hear me. Uh, there will be, and it's less of a joke and more of a, I really think this is going to happen. Because if pornography has so many situations that involve nymphomaniac nurses and doctors, it has to be based in some sort of reality. Even if it's just one particular doctor's office. Like, it's somewhere in the valley, which I don't exactly know where the valley is in California. I just know they always talk about the valley. I know it's near Los Angeles, the valley. So that's the one doctor. You go to that, you go to the doctor down the street, and they're like, yep, you need a thumb surgery, dislocated that thumb. And you go to these doctors, and they're the ones that help you dislocate your thumb during sex. I don't, I didn't mean to hit the applause, although... I will say this, going back to the slap, I was amazed at how Chris Rock was able to go on because when I dislocated my thumb, which was a self-inflicted wound during sexual relations with my wife, I was not able to finish. In fact, I slapped myself, and I'm not kidding. I actually... Because take a second here, and if you're driving, pull over. So I'm mounted on top of my wife. We are engaged in what would probably be described as one of the top 10 lovemaking sessions of all time, not just in our relationship, but of all time. And then my thumb decides it wants to snap the ligament. And so I threw myself off of Bobby, which is very odd. Generally, I would be throwing myself onto Bobby. This, In this instance, I was throwing myself off of Bobby. I catapulted, nearly like what's going to happen when I die, I catapulted myself to the other side of the bed, held my arms and this was my right hand, held my right arm straight up and said, look at that. And I may have actually even said it like, look at it, look at it, look at it. And then I smacked my hand to try to get it back because it, it didn't look right. It looked like I was pointing in a direction the rest of my body was not going to go. So I smacked it. So that's what happened. So the TV shows that I was thinking about were like, Happy Days, did I watch that? Was that because of me or did my parents, did my parents watch that? I was trying to think, you know, because I know there's definite thing that my parents watched. Like the Lawrence Welk show. Every Saturday evening around dinner time, I think it was 6.30, the Lawrence Welk show would be on. And now that I've mentioned that, because I have not thought of that show in 35 years probably at all, and now I'll spend part of today Googling that. Because that was, I, I remember that. That was just something, and I can't even, I know that he had a, very thick accent. And I don't even want to attempt it because I don't want to make fun of it. I just, it was, it was just something like when, when Julia Child, if you hear Julia Child's voice, it's very distinctive. Lawrence Welks was as well. Um, when he would do the introduction to the show and it, he had the band and maybe that's why I've always gravitated to that type of music as well as because, I heard it every Saturday night. That hee-haw. Man, see, I didn't even have some of these shows written down. This is what's cool about being a stoner 
is that sometimes you'll just be talk and a genius, I guess. You'll just be talking and stuff will boop pop into your head, boop, and you're like, oh, that's great, boop. So I remember watching Hee Haw, which I believe was right before Lawrence Welk on Saturday night. Hee Haw. Not sure. Actually, I'm 100% sure that show would still be on today. It may not be on a normal channel, but one of those paywall channels like Fox Nation or something that's, I don't know if Fox Nation's paid, but I know that they have like a subscriber service because I'm sure my dad is subscribed to it numerous times because why subscribe and give money once when you subscribe five times to give money five times a month? So he, so I know, I remember some of those shows. Those had to be my parents. I don't think there was anything that said, I want to watch some hillbillies. Or people from the old country doing polka music and dancing and singing. However, I could be wrong. I do not remember. I'm trying to think about the earliest shows that I even remember. I laugh in roughly, maybe. But see, then I don't know if reruns were re if they had reruns. Whether that was a thing because there were so limited space and television because television went from seven or eight in the morning i believe until midnight maybe if you were lucky on some channels i'm old enough to remember like if if someone saw the original movie poltergeist they would wonder what the american anthem was being done and then why the tv started snow so the, i think that movie came out in eighty. 8283, somewhere in that neighborhood, I believe. Just trying to remember where I was in my life at then. And so that was still a common occurrence. You had three channels, ABC, NBC, CBS. Fox wasn't around yet. And I guess there was some cable, so there was some cable channels that were around then, because I do know that we had HBO. I think we even had that in the late 70s. Remember watching Jaws on there. I will always, whenever I eat ribs, I will tell the Jaws story. The first time we ever had barbecued ribs that my parents smoked at the house and everything, we watched Jaws that night on HBO. And that, of course, before streaming, so it was like Saturday night. And they would only show movies for a few hours a day. I don't think that was even, even those. Sh- Movies didn't go all night. And it was so weird. You'd be watching TV and your show would be over and then the national anthem came on. I'm not sure. You're supposed to stand and cover your heart when the national anthem comes on. If you're an American. I believe that is part of... I believe that is what you're supposed to do. So I wonder how often people did that. I'm sure there were. I mean, I'm sure that there were military that you know ex-military still in the 70s and 80s that that comes on and stood up and saluted and then go to bed weird times the shows that i remember more watching for myself didn't really start till the 80s and there weren't a lot of them the only two that i really remember was and they were back to back was magnum pi and simon and simon both of them like PI type, so I, I enjoyed the story. Maybe that's when I first really started figuring stuff out. No, it wasn't. That was going back to grade school. Oh, I should tie that in. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to write down, I wonder, Encyclopedia Brown. I wonder if I could still solve those. See, now I'm just jumping all over the place. So... Magnum P.I., I I don't know when it debuted. It would have been early 80s. But that was a Thursday night thing. I remember that. uh, Miami Vice when it came out. But I was probably already in or near high school. And I did things. So, And at that time, we were 
technology deficient. Maybe deficient's not the right word. My dad would suffer from paralysis of research. And research was not easy back then. It's not like now where you can Google something and read reviews and things like that. If you you physically you it was a lot of time and effort to find out stuff. I remember when I was in high school, my dad said that we were gonna get a personal computer for the house. And I was out of college before that happened. I mean, it just, everything was was slow with them. So the reason I mention that is getting a VCR. I remember our first VCR, but I don't remember when we got it. Oh, my gosh. I remember having to set the VCR. I remember my dad would only get mad when every Friday night was Wall Street Week with Louis Rukeyser. This is how emblazoned, this is how traumatic, not the show was, but how traumatic it was if my dad didn't record it properly. Some reason, the cable that we had, the cable system, they had an A and a B switch. And I guess that was to give you more channels. Because of the time you had, I guess most TVs were dials. So you only had like 13 channels you could choose from. So what they did was do it an A and a B so you could hit this switch, be like AM, FM, and then you were able to double up the amount of channels that you could have. So he would set it. Well, with a VCR, you needed it to be set for the time to come on. But a lot of times, like in this case, you had to be set on the channel as well. And then you had to have the AB set correctly. So if it wasn't, and it was always something, I I always joke now it was the Weather Channel, which A, I don't think was actually a thing back then, but I don't remember what the other show was. But it would, so he wouldn't get, instead of Louis Rukeyser, it would be Julia Childs, which it wasn't, but it would be something very different than what he was anticipating. And my dad as a, and that's how you had to understand the market. So back in the day, the market was done in eighths. So stocks would trade at, four, say, 14 and an eighth, and you had to know that was 12 and a half cents, which you should know because that's basic math. But it's also not a metric system and blah, blah, and deep blue, and flippy flops. So I guess an eighth would still work in fragments and imperial systems. Talking about, never mind. So anyway, anywho, anyhow. So my shows would have been, and I don't think I really got into Miami Vice. I remember watching it. I think I was more watching Miami Vice. I was talking about my mall job, and I think that that was on. I remember in the 90s when the X-Files was on. I used to, I would joke with Mrs. B, Mrs. Boring, the, the owner's wife, um, when they would leave every day, especially on Fridays, I'd be like, uh, don't call me between seven and eight or whatever time X files was on. I go, I am not answering. And we didn't. And so that was a big deal because remember, there's no internet. There's no answering. There's no nothing. I mean, I was, I had to interact with each and every individual, no matter how that was. And we only had three, Three options, phone, in-person, via mail, not email. There's nothing electronic about the mail that we used back then. But Mrs. Boring did understand because every day she did not want to be interrupted, I believe, from one to two. She would literally sit down there and ignore customers. Not that she owes her responsibility to help them, but she would say hi and greet them and stuff. She usually was in the back office chain smoking while doing the ledger because everything was done on a ledger. That's every transaction we did. I entered into a manual ledger. That's how old as fuck as I, I am. Um, let's see. Any other t- TV shows? No. Hmm. BJ and 
the bear. Dun, dun. Uh, I had put on here, could I survive without Bobby? Because I was thinking about as my dad lays on his deathbed with or without COVID. We don't know. So he's, he's now been exposed. So I don't... It. I will say this. Selfishly, it has freed up my next few days because I do not have to worry about planning a part of my day around visiting him, them. So it's freed me up. But I started thinking about this. I mean, also with my sister there, how about if they all got it and died and I lose all three of them at the same time? Yeah, well, what can you do? People are like, oh, you shouldn't think about that. It's like, well, if something could happen, you should think about it. And even if you think it shouldn't happen, you should still think about it. So could I survive without Bobby? 100%. We, there is no, this isn't even a show. Like if I was doing a show that was in the title of the show, could Bobby survive without Roe? The littler show, it would be the bong rip, the title of the show, Bobby saying yes, and I would thank everyone for the show. And we, that, that would be it. There's no question that our world works because of Bobby. That being said, I'm wondering, I did live on my own prior to Bobby. And that was that was literally a lifetime ago. So let's say I have to live by myself. I mean, something happens. Bobby, the rapture comes, Bobby's taken. And that's If you're thinking statistically one of us will probably go first. So if she was to go first, I would probably, I don't know what I would do. Because sometimes I think about it, but I'm just like, well, you know, maybe. I mean, like instead of saying, well, I just don't want to be here any longer. Without the love of my life, the person that has made this world so worth being in, I just don't want to go on. But I don't want to end it myself. So then you decide to... I had I had said for a long time, I would just go to like Nazare in Portugal and surf Nazare, get towed into Nazare, and that would be the end. If you don't know, there are literally skyscrapers of waves coming in, some of the world's largest waves. Right now, this time of year for February, March when they typically will see the swells and, and things going on. It is amazing. And someone with my limited surfing ability, even when I did surf, I may have been on a six-foot wave, but I would have been terrified of a six-foot wave. And if you don't know anything about surfing and you're like six feet isn't big, that's fine. Go out on a six-foot wave. Enjoy that. And tell me, you just tell me how your experience was. So I I was all right. I was never, I just, I enjoyed interacting with the water, the sun, being out there. I wasn't out there to catch monsters. However, I thought, oh, well, I would just do a wave that I was totally incapable of doing and that would take care of things. I'd be like, oh, this was fun. That's all you see of me. But may, maybe I go to the front lines in the Ukraine. I don't know how I get there. I haven't given it that much thought. I just, I just appear there. Or maybe I go to London and or any major city that I'm not used to. Let's go to not London because in London they speak English. Or at least they say they speak English. I'm just kidding. We say we speak English. We speak American. So I go to a city, I go to Prague, and then I go to a seedy part of Prague, and I get into all sorts of shenanigans and see what happens. I mean, 
I guess that would be fun. I just think I see myself like as a stone Scarface, just going off the deep end. Say hello to my big veiny friend, and then I just show everyone my wiener. But instead of doing mounds of coke, it's just mounds of marijuana. Did you did you get it? I said say hello to my veiny friend because it's my penis. And that's why I said I whipped my penis out because it's my veiny friend. And you're like, well, geez, bro, why is it your friend? Well, I've hung out with it my entire life. We talk a lot. Come on, hurry up. She's been asleep for 20 minutes. I don't know why that's the voice I use with my penis, but oddly enough, that is exactly the voice that I use with my penis. Let's see. What else am I going to wrap up for the week? Oh, so on John Oliver, they show a a little thing in between. And Bobby has mentioned this. I did not watch Bridgerton season one. I did give someone that nickname, though. Their name was Tim, and they have a Doctor Who tattoo, or at least they say they do. It's, And so I asked because they wore shorts to work one day. I go, why do you have Bridgerton on your leg? And they said, oh, that's Doctor Who. And I'm like, you know, I would always give him grief. Well, the person's name is Tim. So Bridgerton became Bridgerton. So he was Bridgerton, and then I just started calling him Timmy. I mean, uh, Bridgie, for short for Bridger Tim. But I had seen on the John Oliver show where a lot of women were complaining, and my wife had said this, that there wasn't sex like there was in the first season. I did not watch the first season. I did hear about it. Uh, I did, I and I believed that I would like to... No, I should put a poll up on the website. I mean, I think I can do this through Spotify. I would like to know how many people, I was going to say men, but it doesn't have to be men, how many people reaped the benefits of their partner watching Bridgerton season one? Because I know I did. Like, I would be out playing a game or doing what I'd be doing something different, getting high, doing whatever. And Bobby would be, say, in the bedroom watching uh, Bridgerton. And then it would be done, and I would go in there and we would, oh, geez, that makes sense now. Cause we'd like fuck, and she'd be like, oh, hello, could you stick in my fudgy hole, please? Makes a lot of sense now. That's why she was using the accent. I know that was a late rim shot to get in there and do that, but that would have been fun. The only the only thing that I personally don't like about that time frame in sex is, first of all, grooming habits. I am assuming that they are not as good as what is pro- portrayed in current television or cinema. I would assume that the peoples that lived during those times, their their teeth were probably not as white and as straight as they're portrayed to be, and their grooming habits may not have allowed them to look as beautiful as they do when we view them on the big screen or small screen. But I would like to know that because I reaped a lot of benefits there. I mean, yeah, a lot of freaky stuff. But back then, I wouldn't have liked to, like, that would take a long time. You know, like now I make fun of if like in a movie or a TV show, like they have sex, but because of the rating or what it's on, they, you know, they're like fully clothed from the, they had sex, but both of them have their shirts on, but they're in the covers. If Bobby and I, if we're going to stay 
basically clothed except for our genital area, our groinular areas. If we're just fucking, then we can just, you know, get that. But if we're going to take the time to take our shoes off, because that's really the determining factor there, is whether you take your shoes off for sex or whether this is like, I'm leaving them on because we're just fucking and moving on. So when you get into bed, you seem to have... Generally, at least, and I can't always say this because I know it's not correct. Generally, I work from the top down. I'll take a shirt off, then I'll take my pants off, then I'll take my socks off. But I do understand while I'm thinking about this right now that it doesn't always work. There are some times where we start with the pants or whatever is covering us, our cover-up, whatever is covering our granular areas, sometimes we do start there and then work up or down from there. Or around to the backside. See what I did there? I made it about ass-eating. Because I'm thinking about my favorite song of all time. I asked Tim if he had listened to the song, and he said not all of it. I'm like, mm, once you're a few seconds into the song, you've heard the whole song. It's just literally like a repeat, and maybe there's one part where there's a dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, and it seems like it goes on way too long, but I think that was just to break up the monotony of the words. And if you've listened to the whole song at this point, I just thought it was funny because he goes, I haven't listened to the whole thing. So I'm assuming that maybe he tried to listen to it and it was a nice day and his windows had to be down and he was not sure that he wanted his neighbors or whomever, anyone, another human to hear the words of these. But you'd be surprised because if you listen to that, you're thinking everything's going to be negative like, I can't believe you're listening to that music. You'd be like, oh, you're into that too? And you're like, oh, no, that's not true. I'm going to tell you, it's true. And I do think, I need to talk about that sometime too. I know that I get myself in trouble because I am just, I will just talk about anything. And then people think, oh, well, he's so... We have a closer relationship than I thought because my openness far exceeds theirs. And I do not need you to be open with me. That is not, I'm just, I don't mind talking about anything. I mean, I'll just talk and if you're like, oh, what do you, you're talking about ass eating. Yeah. So I think that's one reason I was so successful with the ladies when I was younger is that because I was so, and I will tell you this, I, there were just times, I would just be, I would not have made it in today's society, probably. Although I think I know my audience. It was just, there was nothing, with Bobby, I knew that I could ask her, and I ask her, I go, actually, I didn't. I just made a statement. And then she asked a question. I said, I'd really like to kiss you. I didn't say I'm going to kiss. I didn't say I, I remember standing at the bar. I remember the bar was to my left elbow, to her right elbow. We were facing each other. I can even tell you that I was facing south. I even I remember all of this when I said, I really want to kiss you. Her response is, why don't you then? That was her question. Oh, I need to talk about the question too. I do have that on there. That's a society thing. I'll get to that. So then I kissed her. Then we're like, hey, we should get out of here. And we left and went back to my place. And hence, the longest one-night stand began. Because I was never afraid of saying stuff. I remember once a I went to visit a friend at work. Hey, Tony. I went to visit uh, at McDuff's Electronics. Which was like a... Uh, was like a... 
small video store. I think they sold some appliances to it where he ended up going to, but in the it was in the mall for a long time, Metcalf South, which yesterday's show was about. And he worked there, and then I think he went. But I had taken my, I had dri- driven over there in my Jeep one day, and it was a very nice Jeep. It was an 85, my first one was an 85 CJ7 Laredo, black and silver, chrome wheels, uh, three-inch lift, none of which I did. I purchased it that way. I got a really good deal from someone. I was actually at a car dealership, side note on Jeeps. I was at a car dealership looking for my first car. And I had test-driven some car, and I, I really wasn't happy with it. I remember standing in the dealership, and they go, well, what kind of car are you looking for? And I go, that. And I pointed at the Jeep. And they go, well, that's one of our salesperson's son's car. And they go, I don't know why it's here. And they go, hold on. And they went and they asked. And I guess the son had done something, and the dad was pissed off, so he was going to sell it and sold it to me at dirt cheap. And I bought that thing in 88, I think was 21 yeah so and i bought it for 55 i don't even know what jeeps retail then i mean probably brand new that was mid to high teens which would have been a very expensive jeep back then so it was a hard top uh hard doors cj7 beautiful chrome grill love that thing so i talked about how i used to grow up uh, i grew up uh, a, the first street over from the mall so the ups driver that delivered to the mall also delivered to the residential uh neighborhood our neighborhood right behind it so mark when he would do that he would drive down our street and he would see me and honk and, and wave but he'd always see me out there cleaning it because i always i just i wanted it to be pretty uh Love those Jeeps. Don't even know how I got to Jeeps. Exactly. Oh, something about how my parents hate. Anywho, anyhow, anyway. With some of the things that I say on, and I know I'm changing subjects because I lost my train of thought. Maybe it'll come back to me. It probably won't because I boasted about how good my memory was getting, so I'm 100% sure it will not come back to me, which is fine. I'm sure that someone, Tim, will tell me what I forgot about. Now he's probably going back and going, I I wasn't paying that much attention. I should go back. One of the problems that I have is that when I am so honest and open, it can be different for people. And different seems people like to gravitate towards things that are different often, especially if they're not harmful or ethically or morally. I mean, people will be, oh, you know, that's that sounds fun. I'm not used to that. So... I'll just say in the society that I have had comments on many occasions from many different people about how I'm not the same. Like, my answers are not the same. There is one, I believe, I, I talked about how someone had, they're trying to figure out how to come up with an answer. It's an answer they're from a Mensa test they had taken. They didn't understand whether they had gotten wrong or something. And so my response was, I asked my magic eight ball. And so there was a person that put posted a question. And the question was, will the International High IQ Society, something like this, and I know this is not verbatim, but basically will the High IQ Society censor me like Mensa did? And there was... And, I believe it was a period. There was no question mark at the end. It was a question, but there was no question mark. So all these people are making comments. And the one thing about the people in the society is there is, like, I think that's one people thing that people like about me is my comments are generally one sentence, maybe two. Sometimes they're longer, but generally not. I'm just making a quick, snarky comment that I'm out. When people are really, the, I posted something about if you'd rather be a vampire or a werewolf, and you'd, it was unbelievable Someone was talking about tax credits that vampires would get that because werewolves would be considered canines wouldn't get. So, yeah, there's some stuff. So 
Anyway, all these comments are made, and I my response to it was something to the effect at oh they they had said would they be banned because I guess I guess they got banned from uh, Mensa, and so I said, well, I'm already considering banning you because you didn't use a question mark in your question or uh, use a question mark in for this post. And then I used a period because that was not a question. Then I said, does that sound like something a genius would do, period? And I did that period on purpose because I thought that, I think that's hilarious. I like to like point something out and then be guilty of that because I do think that's funny. It's the, well, don't do as I, do as I say, not as I do type of thing. And so I think that's hilarious. So I actually put... Does that sound like something a genius would do? Period. And I haven't gone back. I I would hazard to guess that it would take very little time before someone made a comment that, well, you didn't use a period, so you're banned. Yeah, I know. I know. That's the hilarity of my comment. So, let's see. Anything else to talk about? Oh, yeah. So, I'm going to get back to Bridgerton real quick. I don't know how I got off of Bridgerton. I know how I got off because of Bridgerton. That was my wife. But I guess season two is not. Now, the weird thing, I think, is, okay, so it's it's different and there's not as much sex. Okay, whatever. But what they were showing on last week tonight, it's it's a thing that transitioned from the, they have you generally have two major segments in, um, in his show, and in between it's like called like and now this, and then it's like a short segment where they're usually showing news clips or something that there's. It kind of you just watch it and it explains itself whatever you're watching. And it was all these different news shows, morning news shows, where the mostly women, I believe there were a few men in there, but mostly women were talking about the new season of Bridgerton. And they were all dumbfounded that there wasn't sex in it. And this really needs to be its own show because people should talk more about sex. But it was... Like, I don't understand why that's such a big deal. Like, first of all, just fucking watch porn. Because you guys are all like, you know, like last year, it was like you couldn't go an episode. I mean, multiple times. Just fucking watch porn. I don't understand that. Like, that gets you all get. Just watch it then. Because guess what? You don't have to, then you don't have to complain about Bridgerton season two. And that was the other thing. Is then they were trying to say, well, it's good. It's just different. Yeah, it's different. They're not fucking all the time. I mean, I want to watch season one now. I I'm I'm fine watching a good fuck. I just I just I I don't want to see any Victorian era bushes is probably what I want to say. Because if a nineteen seventies bush was bad, and I do know this because if you listen to the episode about porn archaeology, I would go hunting for magazines that were in recycle bins. Because that's how you found porn back then. When you were too young to drive downtown to the the, uh, the clubs that had the live stage shows, that's how you found porn. So I don't know what, I don't understand because they're like, they're just like, and then they like giggle. Like it's like, so like, I can't talk about sex. Like, oh, I can't even talk about, like that's why I enjoyed it. Like they would start talking about the show and then they felt like they couldn't say that's why they enjoyed the show. That would be like someone saying, well, I like MMA, but I don't enjoy the blood. It's not because of the blood. That's the, I, it's not because I want to see someone get maimed. I, I watch MMA because I want to see two equal competitors use their skill and technical prowess to outdo the other. Bullshit. You want to see someone where their eye is swell shut on one side and their other eye pops out of their head. That's what you're looking for. 
So if that's what you're looking for on Bridgerton, just fucking watch porn. I probably should have put this at the beginning. Just watch. That needs to be a show. Just watch porn. And when people go, you know, porn's not real, like, love and stuff. Yeah, I know. No shit. Also, being married, most of the time when you have sex, after you get married, it's not lovemaking. There are often times that it is lovemaking. I probably have to put that in for Bobby's. Actually, she doesn't. If it was just a wham-bam, thank you, ma'am, and she could get on with the rest of her day, I think that she would be okay with that. Not positive. Just watch more porn. That's going to be an episode. And actually, I should probably watch a lot of porn, and then I will be able to help direct you all to certain... I wonder if then I could write off like porn subscriptions. Because, I mean, I'm telling you about it. It's more research for you all. I'm doing research that I, so I can give you all information that it is that I'm watching porn so that I just walk around with a boner all the time. And I wonder if I, because I'm not a porn watcher, I wonder if I would gravitate towards a certain type of porn. I feel like I would not want to have something with nurses in it. I mean, after my surgery, prior to the surgery, Everything I watch is definitely going to have nurses in it. But afterwards, maybe I should branch out. And then I don't know what that would be. Like, how do do I decide? Do I want the lonely housewife? Do I want the, the, like, in Freak Nasty? Do I want the pizza delivery girl to just be a nympho and a Molly maid, perhaps? I don't know the company that she works for, but and I'm not sure that Molly Maids wear French maid costumes. But I will tell you this. If Molly Maids did wear French maid costumes, outfits, then I would probably give them a try. I was just thinking, if you're in France, is it a French maid's costume or is it just... Why is it a French maid? See, now I got to... Fucking head. Why is that French made? And I need to make sure I spell made right. Because then I'll be like, what? French made? M-A-D-E. That doesn't make any sense. So we're going to watch more porn. I'm going to do that this weekend. Before next week's show. Before I start off, kick off the new week. With episode 55 on Monday. I'm going to watch porn. I don't know what type of porn I'm going to watch. I'm going to see if Bobby will watch some with me. And I'll tell her it's for the show. For this show, not for our show. But it could be a crossover show as well. I'm excited now. And I'm not just saying that. My penis is reflecting that. I am excited right now. I probably should... ah, I should always have my finger on the button. Once again, something Bobby says in bed. Finger on the... Never mind. It is funny because... I have said that if I if I die and someone finds my notebooks, uh, if you don't follow on Instagram at the Stone Genius on Instagram at the Longest One Night Stand, but I posted a picture that had my notes on there. You can hear me thumbing through them right now. So t- on today's notes, I have like a stone scar face right next to. I just wrote down the note French made. And then under French Maid, I have just watched more porn. So if someone just finds this notebook and is unaware, they may be able to piece together because the top it has a date and then it says EP54. So episode 54. Because I've tried to start, I want to know where I am on there. Because there'll be some milestones. Like 50 should have been a milestone. 51, the Not an Alien show, should have been a milestone. Show 100 will be a milestone. Show 102 that I'm going to cut in half and make it 251s. That will be an alien milestone show. So I've started doing that. So they may somewhat figure it out. But let's say I spill, I was going to say coffee, but I don't drink coffee. Let's say I, Bobby and I get freaky on the desk. Fluids, I don't know if it's oils, lubricant, bodily fluids get on. And now that's illegible, uh, episode 50 and 
uh, Friday's date. So now they just see my notes, and so they're going to think, like, a stone scarface, French maid, just watch more porn. They will be like, wow. They will probably try to make up crimes for it. They'll be like, he had to be involved in something. I don't know what, but it had to be involved in something. And then if they're a young cop and they see notes about BJ and the bear, they will wonder what that is. Why are why is this guy wondering about giving bears BJs? We need to come to the bottom of this because this is not even a place geographically with where bears would be located. I don't think. I'm almost positive. I've never seen a bear. So that means that there are no bears here. Just like I'm 100% there's no big feet around here. There's a big cock. Oh, dang it. See, I should have had my finger on the button. Anywho, anyhow, anyway. Thank you for listening. It's been fun. This is like a short show. This is going to be like under an hour 10. I was thinking about, though, yesterday because I do like talking. And my shows have been getting... A little bit longer and I'm worried about that when it comes to when I'm off for my surgery that my shows will be too long I don't want people I mean it seems like sometimes I have information at the end and so maybe not everyone can make it there like if you listen to it on the way to work on the way home on the at lunch, whenever you, if you're not able to, maybe an hour seems better. So I would try, I will do my best to make it where the shows are going to stay closer to an hour. That being said, I've just spent two minutes explaining how I'm going to shorten the shows. Okay. Anywho, anyhow, anyway, thank you. I love doing this. This is a lot of fun. I hope they're getting better. I'm in negotiations with Tim about getting out there next month and then getting nauseous or gagging on the food. So we'll see how that goes. I think that I need, there should be a trade-off though, that I don't know what that would be. But if I'm going to put myself in peril, physical peril, then maybe Tim should do the same. I don't know what that's going to be. I don't know. Maybe for every bite I take, he has to take a bong grip. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But until that time, my name is Ro. I'm Stone. I'm a genius. Deuces. Also, remember, if I go missing, it's the society that did it.